Here we go again. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Lemon, it's Thursday, MFFLs. And today's episode is brought to you by Michael Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And I'm joined, as always, by my co host, contributor at Mavs.com. Emergency, Eddie, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> look at, okay, everyone watching on YouTube, look at my shelves. You guys know how immaculate I kept my shelves before I moved. I have not had time to set my shelves because of all this news that's been happening for the Dallas Mavericks. Obviously, today, we're going to talk about Rick Carlisle departing from the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, another Another huge move. Basically, all the stability that the Mavericks have been touting for years, the front office, the coach, the owner, all that, two-thirds of that is gone, right? Like the two biggest players as far as Mavs personnel, Mavs coaching, all that are out the window. So we'll get into it. But what you got for me, Isaac? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I have so many thoughts right now. Oh, oh, you do? (laughs) Oh man, um, there there will be a new head coach in Dallas, and you know there, it's just wild. The past, <laughs> the past uh, two days, I mean the past week. I mean this will be a, a a week that we will look back on in franchise history as just a, a mind boggling week. That you know, guys, the athletic story <laughs> dropped on Monday. Gato's piece and it's like everything it's like every single day there's been something and not just something but we're talking Donnie Nelson 23 years with the franchise we're talking Rick Carlisle the best coach in franchise history 13 years with the franchise and back like it's just Thursday like we still got to come <laughs> like what's coming on what's coming to you know, on Friday is what a week huh <laughs> what I mean it's just wild and you know I think when you look at what it's been the the most surprising kind of the same conversation we had on yesterday's emergency pod, but you know, we knew there was going to be a scapegoat, right? It would have been shocking if they brought back the whole crew, Donnie, Haralabob, Rick, KP, the whole, like all those guys, if they brought back all of them for next season, it would have been like kind of weird. But the fact that it was Donnie first, it was like, okay, it like shook the foundation and we're like, all right, that's the change, right? And then wham, like this Rick Carlisle thing was like twice as big to me as Donnie. Twice as big surprisement. Um, <laughs> you want to try that sentence again <laughs> for the third time? Well, I was trying to think. Uh, you were twice as surprised. Twice as surprised. Twice as surprised. Well, you're seeing my 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 joyful happiness right now is over. Who's, who's a darker shade of orange right now, Mavrello or you? <laughs> I'm trying to ride this line, man. I'm excited. I'll just say I'm excited for the I'm I'm excited for this next phase of the Mavericks and this new uh coaching opportunity for who's next. <laughs> what made you happier? Eternal salvation or <laughs> I'll just uh, say okay, I'll just say this. I'm much 
more it's more complicated for me about Donnie than it is for me for Rick. I'll say that. Yeah, so so let's get into it. I mean, we talked about this, let's the same way we did Donnie Nelson. Let's do Rick Carlisle. So Rick Carlisle is now out as Dallas Mavericks uh, head coach. They sent a uh, a presser out that says Dallas Mavericks announced that today that Rick Carlisle stepped down as head coach. Quote: Rick informed me today about his decision to step down as head coach. Said Mark Cuban, on top of being a tremendous basketball coach, he was also a friend and confidant. Rick, Car- Rick Carlisle helped us bring the, the O'Brien Trophy to Dallas and all those memories I will always cherish. I want to thank Rick for all he gave this franchise and the city. We wish him the best. Carlisle, the winningest coach in franchise history, hired May 9th, 2008. Man. That's, wild. that's, that's still a long time. Not as long as Donnie Nelson, but still a long time. Completed his 13th season this past year. He posted a record of 555 and 478. That's a uh, 50, 54% winning percentage, essentially. Club led the Mavericks to the postseason nine times in his 13 seasons at the helm, including the first championship in 2011. Uh, we want to just reminisce a little bit about Carlisle and then go into kind of what's next. Sure. Um, so Rick Carlisle has been known as a great tactician. He's been known, as, he's always voted in the GM survey as one of the best in-game adjustment coach. We've seen him make in-game adjustments. He's been uh, a great coach and a great um tactician slash X's and O's guy to be able to, to lead this franchise. He seemed to be uh, trying to change things up every once in a while. And uh, he's, been, he's been a good coach. I mean, let's, let's put it that way. I th- he's some the people best would say- floor raiser in the game. Like, I think he is the best. If you're a team out there, and we'll talk about his future, whatever, in a little bit. But <clears throat> if you're a team out there, like, on the fringe, and you you want to make the playoffs, like, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, he is so brilliant, and he's such a wizard that he is the the best floor raiser, you know, in the game as far as coaching. Like if the Pelicans could somehow convince him, I don't know if that's going to do it for him, but what if the Pelicans could get him? Then all of a sudden you've got some young talent there, he can put him in the right places. I mean, that could be a that could be a fit if they if they want to make the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's so many coaching opportunities right now. I mean, the Milwaukee thing is what's on everyone's mind right now and yep. you know Go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. What timing uh, for us and Jake Fisher. But if you listen to yesterday's Locked On, uh, Matt, or actually today, if this is coming out on Thursday, yeah, Thursday. we have so many, we have mer- mercy pods right now. My mind is just like uh, exploding. But <laughs> Jake Fisher was on the pod. He was the one who reported about Rick Carlisle's interest in m- the Milwaukee job if Bud you know, gets fired. And now uh, some people were like, hey, man, Jake's just kind of what I'm like, okay. Case in point, again, of another report this week that we can't just immediately discredit that uh, it might have some validity to it as time goes on over these, you know, over the next week or so. Especially, did, you read Mark's statement about Rick. Did you read Rick's statement that he gave to McMahon? Because I thought the last sentence in that statement that Rick released uh, was really telling. You did not give me enough time to pull that up. And the first part of that was really telling also. After a number of in-person conversations with Mark Cuban over the last week today, I informed him that I will not be turning returning as head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. This was solely my decision. My family and I have had an amazing 13-year experience working with great people in a great city. It has been an honor to work alongside Mark, Sint, Donnie, Finn, Keith, Dirk, J-Kid, and every player and assistant coach I've had here. Dallas will always be home, and I'm excited about the next chapter of my coaching career in Milwaukee. Oh, I'm sorry. The last part was whoa, the, last part, the last part I made up. <laughs> he did, But he did end the la- that sentence with, I'm excited about the, the next chapter of my coaching career, period. Did he but, do the, the Kevin Durant on The Athletic? <laughs> my, my next chapter. 
But like that just shows you that it's not a, I think it shows everyone that it's not a, hey, I'm just done with coaching for a bit or I might take, like that shows you that he's very interesting and still coaching, you yeah. know, moving forward of whatever that opportunity is. Which then inversely does that mean? What would his situation be with the Mavericks? Why is he leaving the Mavericks, right? Can we? I mean, we should probably get into that conversation. What's the What's the reason? Is it the Haralabov stuff? Is it he doesn't want to work for Mark Cuban anymore? Is it the tension between him and Luca? Is it the fact that his job has been in question over the last couple of years and he would be in the hot seat next year and doesn't want to have to deal with that? Is it the fact that Don Nelson is gone now, so he can't get away with some of the things he could get away with when Donnie Nelson was his boss, right? Like, there's just there's a whole bunch of things that it, it could be, which one are you leaning towards? Oh man. I mean, well, there's a lot. I mean, you detailed so much of it. I mean, the Luca relationship is a real one, right? We've talked about Rick's relationships with players forever. Somebody wrote a piece on it on this podcast about Rick's uh, relationship with players over the years. And one of us did that. One of us did that. Uh, going back to, you know, Detroit, that was before I was with the actual team site. So, uh, before BC and the before years, <laughs> the before years, you know, going back to the Detroit days, Indiana days, you know, even to the Dallas days, we've talked about it so much. Just Rick is not the easiest person to get along with. That is, no. that's not, a, um, uh, yeah, that's not breaking news. And he has a very unique personality. And so when you combine that with Luka Doncic being 22, it's like, okay, well, if there was problems in the past with Jason Kidd, Rondo, whatever. Now this, the new kid is in here. How will that relationship be with Luca? I think that's what we were all watching, right? And then as you slowly start hearing the little things, Luca's very open with his feelings. He wears his, you know, feelings on his chest or his arm or however we want to say that. Um, <laughs> on his sleeve. Sleeve. Bingo. I'm just so I, um, that uh, <laughs> that I think people start oh, reading Lord. reading the tea leaves. Is that right? That is right. Yeah, you got that one right. Uh, that's people. People started connecting the dots on that, and I think and Cato's reporting on that too. You know, he had a couple paragraphs. I think if I had to lean towards a bigger thing, it's probably that, but it's probably a combination of the other things too. Of Haralabov's power, Donnie Nelson. You know, he's been which, with Donnie forever. So, which let's be real, we don't know Haralabov is still mm -hmm. with the team, right? Well, doesn't his contract end this past season? And then we're not sure if they re-upped or if he's still with the team, like. We don't know that. What Tim are Kennedy? the chances that all four of those guys are out? Like Donnie, Rick, or Bob, and like if they at this point, if they trade KP before the season starts, are you shocked? I mean, I don't think anything is like shocking at this point. Like the thing. Okay, let's get into that. Coming up, let's get into some of the moves that the Mavericks may make. We'll keep talking about Rick Carlisle. Who are some of the coaches that may replace him? There's some obvious names we're gonna get into. So let's talk about that coming up. But before we do, gotta quickly talk about rockauto.com. There's so many different parts in things that you could get for your car, but how do you know if it's the exact specific part for you and for your car? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics. Do it yourself first. They got to go in the back. They got to come get it. Make sure it's the right thing for your car. Rock Auto's prices are always the same for everybody and reliably low. RockAuto.com always has reliably low prices and the lowest possible prices rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. So go to RockAuto.com right now. Use the promo, use the, uh, um, Right in the how did you hear about us box, locked on so they know that we sent you. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever, ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac Harris. So, Rick Carlisle, 
Oh, let's talk about let's talk about quickly. Would you be surprised if if KP is traded? Because now just let's just Nothing lean into surprises the, me at this point. Let's lean into the chaos here. I'll, I'll throw this back up. We're, we're leaning into the chaos about maybe we're not. Okay, we're, we're not leaning into the chaos. We'll lean into the chaos and say if if KP is traded, would you be surprised? Um, no, I would not be surprised. But there is they don't have a president of basketball operations right like how they have to make that move first and then that person has to come in and try and figure out what's going on first before i figure out the coach first figure out the coach <laughs> and then they have to to make a huge roster move like that right and i don't know if coming in originally like initially if that's going to be your huge big move i wonder if that's actually going to be part of the pitch too okay you want to be president of basketball operations or the gm for the dallas mavericks what would you do with kp you know, like, wouldn't that be interesting to hear some of the different people and to hear, like, Finley, what would you do with this? Uh, Danny Ainge, what would you th- what would you do with this? Haralabal, like, <laughs> you know, whoever's going to be, well, you, you know, yeah. candidate. You just said that the the third <laughs> third name on there is the, it's a chain effect, right? Like, even Mark Stein reported saying, hey, they're not, they're going to hire a basketball of ops first before they do a coach. Yeah, right. Well, before they even do that, they got to figure out the, the Bob situation. Because, you know, what... If if Bob's still in the picture and this story is already out there, that's what, gonna factor what in. GM's gonna want to come in yeah. and take the job. Like we are we already know the Rosa story of the three month tenure in Dallas and did he have power and all that stuff back, you know, years ago. And it's like if they gotta clear that up with everyone first, then bring in the GM, then head coach, then probably roster stuff. So it's just we're just not used to this. Like this continuity thing in Dallas is Mavs fans and everything. We've been so used to the same decision makers. And the only thing we've had to question is, wow, well, what players are they going to dream up and go after in free agency? And now it's like, wow. Like if they hired Masai next week and, you know, to run everything and Bob's out, it's like mind explodes. But if they like, there's just a million routes they could go. There are, there's a bunch of routes they could go. Uh, because it's a clean slate now, right? The the two big players in the front office and coaching are are now changed. So we don't know if like I mean, are assistant coaches all going to be gone? It depends. Are is Keith Grant going to be gone? It's like a bunch of people in the front office. Are they all going to be gone too? Uh, Finley could be gone, right? Like if, if Masai comes in and he's like, I have my own staff and I don't want anybody that was there before. Who knows what could happen to this front office? Like it it could just be uh, completely different by this time next week. Two weeks from now, uh, you'd think like the draft lottery happens on Tuesday and then the draft doesn't happen until July. So you'd hope by July they hopefully have some of these in place. They have a firm already, can neither confirm nor deny if we are part of that firm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right. So Rick Rick Carla as a coach, um, what are you not going to miss? <laughs> what kind of question is that? Um you know, okay. I mean, we're, we can just speak straight to the camera here. I think taking away basketball side, I think from a media side and from a reporter side, you know, there are probably a little bit more media um, friendlier coaches in, in the league. I think just from a personal selfish side, I'm like, okay, cool. Like more of a personal, you see the Steve Kerr's of the world. I always, I loved when David Fisdale came to town, being able to talk to him. I always enjoyed talking to Doc Rivers. I enjoy talking to some of these like really fun, outgoing, personal coaches that like you seem like they like talking back to you at the same time. So I think that would be cool. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'll take that a step further for you, so you don't have to to keep going on this. I was curious how you're going to answer that, but so with Rick Carlisle though, that was a true thing, right? That he he's not a people person. 
He just he's just not. He's one of those classic genius basketball people that is not necessarily great with people. I think he tried really hard to be a people person. We've talked a lot about how he went and visited Dennis Smith Jr. He went and visited Luca and KP, and he went and he made. You think him and Donnie are going to Slovenia? I don't think they're going anymore. I don't think that's going to happen anymore to go to visit him at the Slovenian national team practices. But he tried, he made efforts to go and do that and to try and be a player coach and try and do those things. But that's just sort of a natural thing that you either are or you're not. You're either really relatable or you're not. And from a media perspective, which that's the only perspective that we have, being around him in pressers and just standing around in hallways and like random things, he's just not an approachable guy. And maybe that's just you know to me. How many times he's embarrassed me? <laughs> I mean, let's. I mean, let's be honest. We've had a bunch of inside jokes on this podcast based on Rick Carlisle just trying to kind he of. He does put that you, to everybody, but still. just trying to put you down. He's done it to me. He's done it to every single person, right? He does it to Tim Cato. Like literally, anytime he asks a question, he, he puts Tim Cato down. Now, when we've gone to Zooms, he's kind of toned that down a little bit, and I, I'm yeah. curious as to why that has happened, but. Uh, in the room when you're there with him he likes to test people he likes to see yeah. you know i was a new media person obviously and so he he'd be like why are you asking that question right he like give you that, that and it's almost like an endearing thing. type thing too i don't want us to it to come across like we're jumping on that but. no but but listen but, but i think it goes to a different i think it goes to a different thing so he does that and some of that is tactical some of that is he's trying to avoid hard questions which why wouldn't you if you're the coach like i don't blame him for some of that stuff but if he's going to if he's that unapproachable to the media is it true that he could be that to players as well? We've seen it with certain players. We've seen players have problems with him. One of one of the people on this podcast wrote a whole article about how certain players don't you know, play nice with Rick Carlisle and can't uh, you point the wrong way. <laughs> Mavrella wrote it, um, <laughs> but to get a to get a coach that would be more of a player coach, more relatable, more uh, understanding people, be be more approachable to from players and all that. I think it could be a real positive thing, and I think that's where that's an area where Rick Carlisle struggled. I think we'll, we'll put that genius yeah. coach, genius basketball mind, and you know, incredible basketball coach for sure. But now in the NBA, everyone kind of runs the same stuff. You know, in the playoffs, we were talking about well, Rondo knows every single play that the Mavericks are going to run. Okay, so maybe it's not that great of an advantage to have a genius tactical coach if, if a player that played five years ago knows every single play you're going to run. Maybe it mean, maybe you need more of a Ted Lasso type coach where he's going to put people in the right spots and treat people the, you know treat people with you know kindness and meet them when they're where they are and all that stuff and be able to um, you know get them to not necessarily IQ wise get them to the right spot, but EQ wise get them to the right spot, emotional quotient right instead of intelligence quotient. Uh, so I think that's an area where the Mavericks are going to uh, benefit for sure. Yes, yes, for from sure. A change. And, 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 and I, I want to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I want to approach it from the other angle too. Of man, there's a lot to respect about Rick's tenure here, and it's like there sure. was, there's never a season like you know. Giving him credit, it's not like we're trashing him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're well, we were like, just taking the positive side with of like, hey, just selfishly, like, what are you excited about the most, basically, with a new coach? And that's personally for us, that's what we're excited about—a more media-friendly, you know, type of coach. But you know, basketball-wise, giving him credit for just these past years, like you walking into any season with Rick Carlisle as your coach, like that makes you feel confident that hey, you're gonna be winning. Like, I mean, when we read off that, you know, 17 of the last 21 seasons, even though he's only been here, you know, 13 of those, like they're making the playoffs a lot. And, you know, that, yeah. there are a few span of years there that they didn't, but still he is. Well, the they didn't have the talent to make it those years. Like that's True. not even on Rick. Right? True. But like, even you look at, I mean, they just, they took this Clippers team to seven games and 
Boban's playing 30 minutes of that. So, you know, some of those games, you look at that seven, you know, seven game series against San Antonio that year that the Spurs won the title. So like Rick is the ultimate floor raiser and so much. I think we can look at the bigger scale of this, of saying, look at Don Nelson for Dirk Davisky. Back going back to early Dirk years, he had Don Nelson, this established vet coach for when he came into the league. That wasn't his forever coach, right? Like it's kind of like your your first love, your first girlfriend in in high school, whatever. It's like that that wasn't the one. That wasn't the one that you're gonna win championships with. And you know, it lasted how many ever years with Dirk? Five, six years. And then, you know, Avery took over. Avery ended up not being that coach. Either. I mean, they at least went to the finals and then took the new coach in Rick Carlisle. So in a way, this is how I'm viewing it. I'm viewing that Rick Carlisle, you know, was Don Nelson to Dirk. Like he, that's that's him to, to Luca. And that's, I think it's just a natural. Yep. Yeah. Phase, phase of life, you know, progression. And now, I mean, I think maybe in this next segment, coming up next, let's talk about actual replacement ideas in Dallas. But before we do, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. I had a raspberry Built Bar today. They're absolutely delicious. They're great. Uh, most protein bars, seven, most Built Bars, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar. That's it for a bar covered in 100% chocolate and honestly tastes like a candy bar. I mean, we say that over and over again, but it's true. You eat it and you're not like, oh, this is a trail mix like bar. This is like a, you know, all that. It is actually, it actually tastes like a candy bar while only having four or five grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs. They're absolutely great. Get raspberry, mint brownie. Those are incredible. Cherry barcia I like as well. People like the double chocolate, peanut butter brownie. There's all kinds of different options. Go get them. No matter what flavor it is, you can't go wrong with Built Bar. Also, there's a bunch of new flavors that come out all the time. You have to keep checking back on the website. Grasshopper Cookie was one that recently came out. The Coconut Brownie Chunk, if is whenever they come out with it, buy it sight unseen. Just, just get yeah. them. Just get as many as you can because they're absolutely delicious. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code again, LOCKED15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the uh, the changes. Like, who do you think is now going to come in and replace Rick Carlisle? Because I think it's it's really big shoes to fill. Ooh. <laughs> um, it, I mean, there's one name that w- we have been talking about for so long. We, uh, the past two off seasons, I have... Uh, tweeted out both you know, a couple off season now I'm like oh here I am at the the annual awkward spot of uh, mostly deserves to be a head coach somewhere but I just don't want him to leave and in <laughs> yeah, back right. of my mind it's like those tweets were secretly hey mostly just stick around until Rick's gone basically and here we are and here we are and I I absolutely love this guy it's like you can't find a person in an organization who does not like Jamal Mosley specifically Luka Doncic loves this guy and he works out with Luka uh, before every, every game you, they have since his rookie year. Yeah. They have a really close relationship and he, he's just the polar opposite of Rick, right? He's a player's coach. We talk about it all the time when they are playing against, I mean, you saw it in the playoffs, any game that they play and you stay after the game, when that final buzzer happens, you know, who is dabbing up Jamal Mosley opposing teams, best players. 
And they're all, they're excited to go talk to him. You see players talking trash to him in the middle of the game. Like I've seen Chris Paul talk, yapping at him back and forth during the middle of a game before. Jamal Mosley, who served with Team USA. Hey, all you people out there want to do the whole Luka Doncic doesn't have the Team USA connections. Well, here's your Team USA connection, Jamal Mosley, because he's been an assistant coach at Team USA. Opposing players love him. Players in Dallas love him. He is so passionate. Like this dude, I mean, he heads up the defense, but man, this dude is full of passion. I mean, I feel like I could do a whole infomercial on Jamal Mosley. I'm one I'm one hundred percent behind him. I want him as the next head coach for the Dallas Mavericks. My only my only reservation fear is with Dallas wanting to win now, will they hand the reins over to a first time head coach? And that's the only thing of what will Mark Cuban and them like who whoever they bring in to be, you know, president of basketball ops, GM, whatever, will they trust Mosley saying, hey, your first job, whether Luca loves you or not, your first job, we expect to win and like to advance in the playoffs. We want to build a roster to win and have expectations when normally people's first jobs are, you know, the magics of the world. Shots, big shots. Sorry, Philip. The Hornets. <laughs> How many how many more shots can we do? The Kings. <laughs> Maybe not the Kings. Yeah, it's going... I mean, this is a really interesting scenario because it's a chicken and egg situation sometimes with the president of basketball operations and the, the coach because if there's an already, if there's an established coach already and then the, the GM, president of basketball operations, comes in, then it's like, all right, the clock's ticking because that's that coach is not the GM's guy, right? Okay, so then, then the... GM makes the change of the coach. That's the scapegoat if they don't win or if they don't perform the way that they're supposed to and all that. You go through the cycle. Uh, now, there's both that are open. And according to Stein, they're going to go president of basketball operations first, which makes sense. Yeah. So they go get that guy, and then he can get his own coach. But if Mosley is the guy that's pushed, then all of a sudden you have a new president of basketball operations. Maybe it's Finley. Maybe it's Masai. Maybe it's somebody uh, somebody else outside. Then uh, if, if Mosley is pushed onto them as the next head coach, then all of a sudden it's a it's a weird situation again. It's almost as if there was an established coach there when that GM started. So it is a really interesting situation. Uh, I want to bring us back though to I mean now that we're talking about Mosley, Mosley's first win this year. When he uh, when yeah. he came in after his first year when uh, when Rick Carlisle got tossed or Rick Carlisle was out for was this what is this when he was out for COVID? Yeah, uh, I believe he was out. Yeah, this is April 2nd. He was out because he tested positive when he had already had the vaccine. And this is how we're watching on YouTube right now. You can, or Yeah, you can go uh, on, on Twitter. You can go see it. But how the team responded to him getting his first career win as a stand-in like a head coach. They're all excited for him. They're all there. And, uh, man, it's, uh, it's cool to see. And hopefully he gets the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we start looking at some some other names across the league. I, I think if they don't go with somebody like Mosley, which, you know, if he's not fully <laughs> considered for, for this job, then I'll, I'll actually be shocked because of how much the players love him, how much Luca loves him. You're laughing. There's a name on the screen. It's trending right now that I do not want to be the coach, and that's Jason Kidd. <laughs> no. No. Um, we'll, we'll bypass that one. But, you know... It would surprise me if they went with somebody to his caliber that hasn't been head coach, like extensive head coach experience, like like a David Vanderpool in in Minnesota. Like he's a he's a super popular name. I like him a lot. But if they're gonna go the unproven route, I think they're gonna go Jamal Mosley. Now, if they don't go the Mosley route, <clears throat> then I think it will be because 
hey, we want to bring in an established coach. We want to bring in a coach that's been there, like been a head coach in the league before. And then you start asking the questions like, who do you want it to be? Do they entertain a Mike D'Antoni of saying, man, look what you did in Houston. You've been with Brooklyn. Do they entertain that? I don't even want to have the kid conversation. I'm sorry. No, no, I I think that's a non-starter. I don't think that's the right guy. But then, um, yeah, then other assistants, you know, the Sam Cassells of the world, the, the Cha- Chauncey Billups of the world. Like, let's be let's be clear though. Kid's name will probably come up because of the connection to Dallas. It's also probably just a solid to kid to get his name still circulating and you know, <laughs> in coaching. Yeah, and uh, but spots, and, and I also don't want to sit here and say that it's one hundred percent not happening because we don't know who's making a decision, right? I mean, would yeah. you be fully shocked if Mark Cuban's releasing a statement into you know and Three weeks saying if, we're if, bringing back NBA champion Jason Kidd. And it's like, if Haralaba is still making just like in there making decisions, I can't imagine that he is like, yeah, Jason Kidd, the right guy for this job, right? Like, he's not the right guy at all. But no. I'm just saying, like, decisions right now, what would surprise me? There's not a lot that would really shock me right now because there's so much stuff that that is in, you know, that's fluid right now. So, that's the, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what names are thrown out there. <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> I'm sure it'll get um, named. I'm sure he'll get named. But yeah, guys that I like, I, I obviously want Jamal Mosley. I could hear Mike D'Antoni uh, conversation, but compare Dallas's job to the other jobs in the league. I mean, it's the number one job, right? I mean, outside of if Milwaukee makes the change and they open up to a full search, but I mean, is it's Milwaukee better. better than Dallas though? It depends on what you feel about Rick, about Mark Cuban, man. Like at this point, it's like, do you does does a coach view this all as chaos or is this like intentional, right? Like, yeah. Does it does he just look at this and say, I don't want to work for that chaos with Mark Cuban, or does he look at it and say, well, I think he wanted to make a change and that was on purpose, and so now I'm gonna go. That's an that's an awesome opportunity to work for a guy like Mark Cuban. Oh, I think right? it's so I think such it's a the- polarizing. Pl- figure that I wonder what coaches think he's polarizing, but you have the chance to be a legendary coach because of Luca and for sure looking at it and saying, man, like there's a chance that if this all hits and it works, you're pairing up with the Luka Doncic for the next coming years that you could, you know, win titles and all of that. And you're going down in history and all that. Like, so it's, I think, I think it's the best job open across the league. Now we'll just see what names get attached, and it's going to be a wild ride. Where does Rick go? Boston, Milwaukee. You know, we, yeah, I have to like, you know, decipher on what I've said through text and, um, and through uh, podcasting. But, you know, there's obviously a Boston connection, right? And you played in Boston, that whole thing. Um, if he was the next Boston coach, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, I would get no. it's a win now team. You know, yeah, I would I would get it 100%. I would get the Milwaukee situation too. I mean, it's similar to the Dallas thing, right? You walk into Milwaukee, you have a ready now roster that you're making the playoffs. You're probably a top four team in the East for the next coming years. And like you're some, you're viewing it as a few, you know, moves away, coaching decisions away from being in the finals. You have an impossible clutch offense situation to try and figure out. <laughs> Yes, but that's something that Rick would probably be like, I could figure this out. Let's do that's this. That's a better problem than like Cleveland's problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. Better than uh, Orlando's problem. Wow, double shots. At least I threw a different team under the bus. You well, backed the, the bus right back up over Orlando. The, the, you know, Indiana still hasn't hired Stotts yet. 
I mean, he coached yeah, at Indiana right. before. So like there's different, you know, situations across the league that already has openings that, you know, he has ties to. So I don't honestly that Pelicans job, man. Like, why not? Yeah, go, we had the what coach we had the go coach the Zion Pelicans, Pacers, Wizards, Magic, yep. Blazers. Yep. Now mm-hmm. the Mavericks, that's six. We're Good probably God. gonna have the Bucks open, which is seven. I mean that's a lot of coaching changes right there. So I love how Bud's job is gone and they like still haven't even lost yet. They could still win this series. <laughs> We've seen every single series flip on its head like three times. It's none, nothing's over so far. And it's crazy yeah. that, you know, how many of them are going to be at least play in teams, you know, Washington had to play in Dallas playoffs, Indiana play in. Well, yeah, none of the teams that didn't make the play in change coaches, right? Well, Orlando. Orlando and New Orleans. Yeah, that's true. So it's wild. I mean, it's just a crazy week for for the Mavericks. Um, Rick Carlisle's out. Donnie Nelson's out. It's just this whole thing of when you when we talked to Tim Cato earlier in the week, which that pod feels like forever ago. I know. We talked to Jake Fisher yesterday. It's like for so long, people around the league have just viewed Dallas as, oh, it's the same people. Like, we know it's Donnie. We know it's Rick. We know it's Q and these guys. And now the only things that we know about the Mavericks right now is that Mark Cuban's the owner and Luka Doncic is our best player outside of that. And which looks like he's going to be signed extension, you know, pretty soon. So it's like outside of that, this whole roster could be you know, like changed up so much. We're going to have a new head coach. There's going to be a new GM basketball ops. Like we don't know if Haralabas is going to still be there. You know, like there's so much stuff that's in flux right now. And we, it's just wow. We're not used to this in Dallas. We're not, and we know that it's Mavrello's fault. That's true. He could be the next. Uh, where is he? Up. Where is he? Where is Mavrello? To answer the the tough questions, Mavrello, where are you? Where are you? Did you hide? Mark Cuban's making statements. You're not making statements, Mavrello. Things are happening. You can't just lead the ship when things are going well in the playoffs. Come on. Got We got to speak truth to ownership and speak truth to power. If he wants to be the owner, he's got to speak out on stuff like this. Come on. <laughs> Guys, y'all missed it on uh, when y'all know I, I go on uh, the Mavericks official uh, Twitch account sometimes. And I went through this whole spell with Bobby. You, play, of, you can play COD on there. <laughs> uh, it was great talking about, I, I set Bobby up and I think I got him scared a little bit of saying, I was like, man, there's one guy that we're all thinking about right now. There's one person that's bringing tension to the front office, tension with ownership that everybody's wondering. Right, and I set it all up and I was like, so what do you think about Mavrello? And <laughs> it was good. I was proud of myself for that moment. So, uh, but anyway, it's crazy. It's it's crazy time. You can obviously tell in my sentiment here that I, I'm excited. I'm more excited uh, towards this move today than I am the Donnie thing. I have mixed feelings with the the money or money with the uh, with the the Donnie decision and seeing Donnie leave. Um, as with Luca, we didn't even cover the Luca Doncic press conference. I know. Uh, you know, he had feelings with that that you know he was closer with Donnie. We we. We knew that. That's why. Well, anyway, I'm not going to get into Mark Spears thing, but you know, the Brad's story about Cuban not knowing. I mean, uh, Luca not knowing about Donnie and finding out when we we, did, we we might have to do a Friday pod. <laughs> yeah, we might have to. That was a that was that was news to me. I, I thought for sure Luca would have known, but it's crazy times in Mavs land right now. There you go. We'll have more guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Boom.
Rick Dirk, uh, obviously you had one. Has somebody else got a question? Is McMahon the only guy that's got the microphone? You've monopolized the situation again. I looked around the room, didn't see anybody. I know how much you enjoy talking. Uh, your peripheral's not that good. Like Montana. Yes. Okay.